Welcome to the Homeopathy for Mommies radio show. Your host, Sue Meyer, is a Catholic wife and homeschool mom of 11. She shares her knowledge of the study of natural alternative medicine with you. While this show is not intended to diagnose or name any disease, through her experience, Sue will share helpful information to help you further your study into the amazing world of homeopathy. And now, here's your host, Sue Meyer. This week on Homeopathy for Mommies, Sue Meyer shares an excerpt from her brand new course, Homeopathy for Hormonal Health. In this audio, you'll hear about endocrine system basics, homeopathic remedies that can aid in the detox process, environmental signaling, and endocrine function. Please stay tuned after this episode to hear more about Sue's new course. The reason this class is so important to me is because hormonal health is so huge right now in, in the world we live in. And as you go, we go through this class, I, I will try to make notes to myself so that I can um, elaborate on certain things when we get to the live Q&A or our chat session. It'll be basically a, a chat session where we can you know, talk about things. But... Um, when I, back, if you've listened to Sue's story, when I was being basically poisoned um, by pesticides, and we all know pesticides are, it's generic term for herbicides, insecticides, and um, herbicides, insecticides, and, mm, wow, okay, <laughs> herbicides and insecticides. So, it, and that's pesticide or the pesticides are just, like I said, it's generic. So when I talk about pesticides, that's what I'm talking about. Anything that they spray that's toxic, that um, they're spraying on insects or they're spraying on the weeds um, and things like that, that's generic pesticides is because I remember I started a group called Minnesota Pesticide Awareness. Anyway, when they, when we were being inundated every five days, they were hitting us with two or more chemicals and it got so bad, like I said, the hummingbirds pulled their nests right out of the trees and left and never came back. Eventually, after two years of that, this, this, even the squirrels left. I mean, everything left our woods. So that's when I fainted. And um, in the middle of the night, I fainted. And I had started having miscarriages. And then, so I quit, I, you know, uh, it was just, it was a nightmare. Anyway, the... Um, when I fainted in the middle of the night and I broke four ribs and ruptured my spleen, I had, um, it was a long period of recovery for me. It was, fact is, it's a miracle that I'm still with this today because of the internal bleeding that I had after I ruptured my spleen. And the doctors didn't catch it. They only x-rayed me from the ninth rib up. They didn't see I had four broken ribs. They seen one. <laughs> so anyway, they didn't even see my spleen. So that was a horrid time for us during that period of our lives. Um, I wasn't the only one that was affected. Um, I was my whole family. And like I said, I tell that story in Sue's story in um, the member's corner. Anyway, it, that's when I decided I needed to know more about chronic health care. Um, my homeopath was, he didn't think that there was help for what I was seeking help for. And he said, no, I think that we're so toxic at this point in our lives that we there's no help for anyone anymore. So we, um, I, you know, I kind of had to start studying on my own. 
and I was led from one one doctor to another and you know how God works and he took me where, to where I needed to be to the people that could answer my questions and help me and so now that's what brings us here today because I was able to get cleaned up I'm not saying I'm 100 <laughs> percent at this point I don't think anybody can be 100 percent with all the environmental toxins we're being exposed to every single day but at least we can be aware of it and we can work with it you know and we can try to be as healthy as possible so with that, I um, think we'll go ahead and get started. And I just want to double check to see here if we uh, make sure we are recording because uh, I'm just <laughs> starting. I've had so much trouble with this presentation. I just, I really, I can't um, I'm screen sharing. Okay. So I'm just going to assume it's recording well and everybody can hear me and it's going great. Okay. So here we are. So um our first, um, obviously, our introduction. I do want to tell you a little bit more about myself. Like I said, you all, you probably all know me, but if, if you're new to what I do, my mission in life is to teach moms and caregivers as much about homeopathy and natural health as I can. It's in, you know, I, I try to bring in, like, we have our essential oil girl. We have Kim who does recipes for us and all these um, people from all over the country that are, are part of our members corner that answer questions and help in any way they can, because just simply from the goodness of their, their heart, we, I just really feel that if we keep on this mission, we can actually resurrect natural health care. <laughs> I, really, I really believe that I, I, am the mother of 11 and I have, um, almost, well, I have my 39th grandchild is due shortly. My husband and I have been married 40 years in this January, and now this November we will have our 40th grandchild. So I'm very honored to be, um, I don't know, a spokesperson for true health because it, it is, there's no gift, no gift in this world that's more precious than our health and, and the love of our families. It's just, it's incredible. His, one guy says to me the other day, he says, it's kind of funny how the young spend all their money destroying their health. And as we get older, we spend all of our money trying to regain that health. <laughs> and it's true. <laughs> okay. So homeopathy for hormonal, hormonal health is the, first of all, you have to understand the exocrine system. The exocrine system is comprised of our sweat glands, our salivary glands, our mammary glands, the lymph nodes, the serous membranes, and that's spelled wrong. <laughs> the lacrimal arterials, our sebaceous and mucous membranes. The exocrine glands secrete substances by way of a duct. Okay, so all of these glands have a duct that they excrete from. The endocrine system is um, comprises of all the endocrine system comprises of all the hormone-producing organs. The hor our hormones are secreted directly into the bloodstream where they circulate throughout the body, releasing signals to other organs so as to monitor the body's internal environment and to communicate with each other through substances called hormones. Endocrine hormones act directly upon our glands and body tissues, while the autonomic nerves activate the relevant motor nerves of our sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous systems in order to make changes in breathing, heart rate, our galvanic responses. Um, such, you know, we have like the blinking, our breathing, we have 
um, we have to carry out the bodily processes such as digestion, the nervous and endocrine systems, they're mutual, they're, mu they're mutual, okay? So like they work together. Um, it's one reason why stress and our coping mechanisms play such a significant role in the variety of our disease. So anyone who is in disease, disease, it has to do also with our stress levels, okay? So and how we handle um, our external stimuli. And we talk about this all the time. I cannot stress this enough, folks, okay? In the situation where I was being uh, inundated every five days with environmental toxins, um, you know, what did, I, what did I do? We moved, okay? We signed a paper where he says, we're, we're moving, we're leaving this house because we're being inundated by all these, tox these toxins. Nobody cared. They bought our house anyway. I explained. I told the realtor, you make sure you tell people why we are moving because this is very important. They didn't care. <laughs> so anyway, um, sometimes if you can't change the stress level, if you can't change that, you know, the trigger factor, you have to go away from it. You ha we have to, and sometimes that's you know, innate intelligence is what drives us to do one thing versus another, because if it's for our good, it's for our health, then we move on. And we don't, we, get, we have to protect our, our corporal body as much as we, you know, need to protect our spiritual. Obviously, spiritual is more important than the corporal. Spiritual, their stress level can come from, like I said, environmental toxins. It can come from you know, a disharmony within the home. It can come from anything. And it's really, really important that we learn to work with this so that our endocrine system can work at maximum efficiency. Okay. So the first thing we talk about being healthy one of the main things that it, we need to do to be healthy and it, this all goes all the way down to small children um i know i've read that little babies are being born with only 70 percent of their liver capacity because they're so toxic when they're born it's coming from their mothers their mothers came from their mothers i just i wonder even myself how healthy my own children are because of my health and and it makes me really sad because I knew I had to be healthy when I had children. I felt healthy. And the funny thing is, is we do feel good and until we feel better. Then we think, oh my gosh, I haven't been feeling that good for quite a while. <laughs> and so, you know, it's just the way it is. It's, it's kind of funny. So, but I look at people who can, you know, do triathlons and the Olympics, the Olympians, and it's like, okay, I don't feel good enough for that. <laughs> I can get through, the, I can get through a 10 hour day, but I can't, you know. So, you know, there's different levels of health. And so to maximize what we do have and our capabilities, it's important to detox. And it's important to know how to detox. And we talk about this a lot in our past mini trainings. And we can always think of these remedies here for detoxing, especially for acute detoxing, Nux vomica, anytime your body has had too much, any organ has been overtaxed due to too much anything, too much work, too much play, too much drink, too much uh, eat. Nuxomica is a fantastic remedy for that type of toxicity. Natrium sulfuricum is a remedy that we add to almost 
all of our CIS programs, so like when we're detoxing any kind of vaccination, any kind of isopathic drug, we always use NatSulf. Natrium sulfuricum opens the liver detox pathways so that our bodies can effectively and efficiently detox. Arsenicum, arsenicum is I've been poisoned. And it's, it's kind of interesting that um, any, any person who thinks they've been poisoned, like, oh my gosh, I think I just ate something that wasn't good for me. Give them arsenicum because it doesn't matter if they've really been poisoned or if they think they've been poisoned, arsenicum is the remedy to be taking. We talk about this on our Q and A's and we talk about it in our, all of our trainings. Anytime you see those, those wonderful jet trails through the sky that we love to call chemtrails because they're not the normal little contrails that dissipate within two to three minutes after the jet passes by, um, we take arsenicum anytime we see chemtrails. Um, Carboveg is um, fantastic and it's probably the number one remedy for any time there's been carbon, mono carbon monoxide toxicity, um, someone's had anesthesia or they've had that little, the magic nose they call it the, at the dentist, you know, nitrous oxide. Carboveg is the remedy you want to think of. Any, you think of it also anytime anyone has blue lips or their tongue is dark because it means they're not getting enough oxygen. So Carboveg is a fantastic remedy for any, especially gases, toxins. Endocrine glands secrete their substances directly into the bloodstream. So like I said, in all of our mini trains, trainings, we talk about ortho supplements also as detox aids um, and the detox aids. And so, you know, all of those tricks and the remedies, they apply here as well. So if you've heard me talk about something like the zeolite for detoxing heavy metals, you know, and that's something I actually think that, you know, people should be taking literally every day, just a quarter of a teaspoon. It's just the tiniest little amount, but it helps, it keeps any kind of environmental toxins exiting our body through the intestinal tract, which is the safest way for heavy metals to get out of our body. Betonite clay also is great for heavy metal, um, daily heavy metal toxicity. And again, you can take that internally, you can make a paste and you can detox the bottoms of your feet to pull toxins through the bottoms of your feet. That's really safe as well. Because we know all heavy metals head south. Um, and so <clears throat> they're going to head towards your, your feet. And so doing heavy, um, doing bentonite clay poultices on the bottoms of our feet are a great, great way to detox our feet. Um, uh, ascorbyl palmitate, any vitamin C. And whenever you're doing a detox, like even just daily, a daily dose of vitamin C is fantastic to help our bodies be able to rid itself of toxins. Vitamin C was... Um, you know, it's like people go in and they have their, their mercury fillings taken out or they have any sort of other sort of work done. Ascorbic acid, um, ascorbic palmitate are both water, ascorbate and ascorbic acid are both water soluble. And so they are fantastic forms of vitamin C for in large doses to help our bodies detox. Also, it's important to understand that ascorbic palmitate is also vitamin C, but it's fat soluble and can cross the blood brain barrier, which is essential for for heavy metals like aluminum that can get into the brain. Um, and so the, those are really helpful things to do even daily so that we are constantly ridding our bodies of the environmental toxins that we're exposed to almost daily. If you listen to the heavy metal detox mini training, we talk about the amounts you should be taking in there and, and how you should be taking it. and how many environmental toxins we're being exposed to daily that are 
you know, it and heavy metals build up in your body so quickly. It's incredible. It's <laughs> fact is I had just started. I did not take the heavy metal homeopathic remedy combination remedy because for detoxing a lot of times or even organ therapy, we do. I sometimes do suggest that people take the combination remedies just because it's their combination of remedies that have been proven to work well together to help the body to trigger the body to go in that direction. Whether, like I said, whether it be organ therapy or whether it be detoxing. And so when I started the heavy metal detox, I did not, did not do the heavy metal detox combination remedy um, because I didn't want to trigger my mercury feelings. I have like a zillion mercury feelings left in my head <laughs> and I'm too old at this point to get them out. Anyway, I just started taking the zeolite, just a daily dose to help the environmental toxins. And I'm kidding you. I cannot believe the difference in the way I feel. Um, I laugh because my second toe on my left foot has, I've had neuropathy in that toe. So I can still feel it, like if I touch it, but it feels kind of numb. And that's neuropathy. And it's really common for people who are diabetic or have heavy metal toxicity. So anyway, I can feel my toe perfectly now. I, and I've only been doing it for, I don't know, maybe three months. And so I can feel it perfectly now. But after about a month of taking just the zeolite, like I said, um, I, it started itching. So I could feel those nerves coming back again. It's really interesting how when you just clean up your body, things work better. Um, so we're going to get to more about, you know, <laughs> all of this, you know, as we go, but write down any questions that you have, because like I said, we will have kind of a conversation about all this later. I'm not going to do cases, um, when we talk about this, but we can definitely answer, you know, good questions. The endocrine system, um, basics are the endocrine system, all vertebrate animals, all mammals, fish, birds, and many other living organisms also all have endocrine systems. Chemical message system directing many of the physical processes. So as one organ in the body secretes directly into the bloodstream, its hormone, then that hormone goes and talks to another hormone from, that's been secreted into the bloodstream from a, from a different organ. And so the bloodstream, the circulatory system, is the gathering ground for all of our hormones. Glands located there. These are glands located throughout the body. So we're going to talk about all the different endocrine glands here as well. Hormones made by glands released into the bloodstream or surrounding tissue. Receptors in other glands and tissues that recognize and respond to these, these hormones that are being secreted. In the environment, there are what we call endocrine disruptors that mimic natural receptors. These cause the receptors to fill with toxins rather than endocrine hormones. Remedies that can help counter this effect are sepia and aquamarina. Now, the environmental toxins that mimic um, hormone receptors that we've already talked about these a little bit, but these are toxins. They can be divided into four main groups, the industrial chemicals and pesticides, okay, toxins um, and consumer goods. And that cracks me up. I cannot believe that garbage that the FDA allows in our food. And you guys have heard me talk about when we went to Australia and, oh, run away to the ocean to go play at the most beautiful turquoise colored ocean just 10 blocks away from my daughter-in-law's house and we stopped at the convenience store on the way to re and we just we went we picked up some water or whatever and we started reading the labels on the food on the shelves there and we couldn't we couldn't walk away my husband's like come on girls you go I'm like honey read this even the candy 
they don't even allow, um, you know, like we have high fructose corn syrup in all of our um, candies or, or corn syrup. They don't allow regular sugar in their candy. It had, it had to be glucose so that it wasn't as, as hard on the system when, when you ate their jelly beans. They're, they have no fake dyes, um, no red dye number 40, no blue lake number six, no yellow, you know, no toxins are allowed in their foods. Okay. It's very interesting. Very, very interesting. So, and, and like, you know, MSG, I was explaining to my son the other day, because I don't know, there's just different foods that are just laced with MSG. And there, there's like 12 different headings that they can label MSG. If it says monosodium glutamate, you know, they have the absolute most monosodium glutamate in that product that can be. Otherwise, it can be listed as, as a variety of other things. One of them is called natural flavors. So if you see the word natural flavors, it said that could be, may or may not be, it could be, you know, blueberry juice, but it could also be MSG. So that's one of the ways they can hide it. You can look that up and look at all the different ways that they hide, you know, the names of toxins that they put in our food. Endocrine disruptors are found in many everyday products, including our, you know, any plastic bottles and containers, liners um, of metal food cans, detergents, you know, the, you the white lining inside bean cans. If you go and buy um, Bush's baked beans, it has that white lining. Oh my gosh, very, very hard on the endocrine system because that, um, I can't remember what that's called right off. Okay, I don't have that in my nose, <laughs> but, and uh, that's estrogen. Okay, so it's an estrogen interrupter. So it's gonna affect the estrogen progesterone levels in the body. Yeah, everybody, we're all being turned in, you know, like all the males are being turned into girls because of, you know, stuff like that. Um, detergents, flame retardants, food, toys, cosmetics, and, you know, like I said, pesticides. So it's really important that we start waking up, just waking up because everything we're exposed to affects our endocrine system because it's so intricate and it's so sensitive, so, so sensitive. It's, we just, we really need to um, stop and realize exactly what we're doing to ourselves and to our children. So environmental signaling, um, this is, um, one of the main signals to our endocrine system is the sun, okay? So this is one of the things that signals our endocrine system, what's gonna happen, you know? It's, it says sleep or, oh, get up. It was like this morning I got up, I, I actually had wake I had awakened about 10 to five, and I came, but I didn't come down the stairs till like 5.30 or something. My husband was like, gosh, you're up early. And I'm like, oh no, I've been laying in bed. <laughs> I was, anyway, um, but because the sun comes up, you just wake up, you know, and it's just wonderful. And then when the sun goes down, we naturally want to sleep. I like to sleep before the sun goes down. <laughs> so this causes the, the pineal or the penile gland to produce the needed amount of melatonin. It's all based on the sun, how much sun we have, how much melatonin is going to be produced. So we don't produce as much depending on what time of year it is. Um, many ways that plants and animals use chemical signals to provide life-driving information. Chemical signals prompt response to physical or biological stimuli. Chemicals, chemical signals communicate between organisms to talk to each other. Hormones are secreted into the bloodstream and seek out the receptors, okay? So cell receptors, including hormone receptors, are special proteins found within 
and on the surface of certain cells throughout the body, including breast cells. Um, these receptor proteins are the eyes and the ears of the cells, receiving messages from substances in the bloodstream and then telling the cells what to do. So when the receptors get plugged up with environmental toxins, then they can't absorb the hormone that they're supposed to absorb. And so the job doesn't get done on this end. So it, like say for instance, um, so for someone with diabetes, well, we'll talk, I'm actually gonna do a small mini training on diabetes shortly, just because homeopathy can help that so much. Homeopathy and just natural medicine can help it so much. Um, and besides that, all these people that since the, the great virus you know, hit in 2019, um, so many people that were susceptible to that had, you know, either they are pre-diabetic, are diabetic, or ended up after they had the virus um, with diabetes. So it's really an interesting subject. But anyway, so someone has, um, they, they seem to be diabetic. Is it the pancreas? You know, there's different types of diabetes. There's one that's genetic that, yes, you're basically born with a defective um, pancreas. Then there's type two, that's type one. Type two is when you have, um, you know, for instance, um, all the receptors, um, you're insulin resistant. For whatever reason, the body can't absorb the insulin. So because of the environmental toxins, very often, that is the main cause. And then of course, then we have um, what they call, hmm, it has to do with the gut. Oh my goodness. Um, oh my goodness, digest, it's a digestive issue because we don't have proper gut flora. And so you can actually become diabetic just simply because of that. And like I said, we'll get into all of that and why I'm losing my train of thought there, I don't know right now, but it's really, really interesting. But if those, if that insulin can't be absorbed, you know, you're going to have high glucose levels. So it's just, um, if we can keep things moving really, really well and keep our gut floor healthy, then we're less likely. I mean, like I say, keep things running really, really well. Keep detoxing, daily detoxing. Like I said, you know, make sure you're sweating every day. Make sure, you know, like I say, take your zeolite because we're being exposed to so many heavy metals. It's not, it's really, really scary, guys. It's very scary. Um, and then, um, you know, keep your, your vitamins going good. Keep your gut floor healthy. And as far as gut flora, oh, this is really, this is really interesting. But as far as gut flora, I just want to tell you real quick that, um, you know, traditional Chinese medicine says you are what your guts are. And that's so true because if you have any imbalance in your gut flora, then you're susceptible to strep, candida, any other kind of, you know, E. coli, um, even vertigo, okay? In vertigo. <laughs> Everybody always think of it as an inner ear thing. We have to understand that much of what goes on in our ears are tinnitus and um, vertigo, things like that, all stems back to the liver and the gut. If that flora is healthy, then our, our ears are healthy, our gut flora is healthy, we're not going to have vertigo like that. There is a type of Meniere's disease, obviously, where you have air or liquid get trapped, but for the most part, it's like for older people who have, they can't even get up on a ladder anymore or they can't put their head back or they can't close their eyes while they're standing up. A lot of that has to do with poor gut flora. And so, you know, that's, it, it's really, really important to keep that, keep your pH balance. Just take a test once in a while. Say, oh my gosh, my pH balance is not very good. I need to work on that. And add more greens to your diet because that'll raise your pH balance quicker than anything. Um, and then 
the good bacteria can thrive. Okay. Um, let's see here. The endocrine system is a, um, is a mechanism of environmental signaling within and between organisms. It's dependent upon the system, a feedback system, positive and neg negative feedback and multiple mechanisms. So like the message of a hormone sends is, uh, it's, a, it's received by a hormone receptor and then a protein located in either side of the cell or within the cell of the cell membrane, the receptor then will process that message by initiating another signaling uh, event or cellular mechanism that results in the target cell's response. So hormone receptor, hormones, you know, sends it to this receptor. The receptor is located on either side of the cell or within the cell membrane. And then the receptor gets that message and then he initiates it by signaling events and goes back to a different organ or back to the original hypothalamus or wherever it needs to get sent. It's very, very intricate. And as and if anything isn't in place the way it's supposed to be, it doesn't, that, that message is not sent. A hormone receptor is a molecule that binds to a specific hormone. They can only bind to the ones that they're supposed to bind to, okay? So it's not like they're just gonna run around and bind to other things. Receptors for peptide hormones tend to be found in the plasma membrane of cells, whereas receptors for lipid soluble hormones are usually found within the cytoplasm. There are hormone mimickers that, are, that we are exposed to in today's diet all the time, like plastics. Plastics are just horrible for us guys. And I know like even myself, I have, um, have like plastic buckets, you know, those five gallon plastic food buckets that I bring my water home in. But I will tell you that there's, you know, um, the longer you use them, you know, they don't leach as much. So I never change out my buckets. I wish I had five gallon glass containers to carry my water home, but I don't, I have these buckets. And so that's the main way that I use plastic. And we, what do we do? We take hot food as well. And we store it in plastic containers in our refrigerator. So as that hot food, you know, cools down, what happens? It literally triggers leaching from within that plastic bowl. So just everything, we don't think about it at all. We should have all glass, you know, containers, a stainless steel pans, to, or even I like cast iron too for, but we need to really be aware of everything that is leaching hormone, um, disruptors into our, into our daily diet. Okay. So actual endocrine function, we have, um, we're going to, yeah. So like I, said, I have gone through this so many times and I get so excited. I just start talking about things that we're going to be talking about in the future here. So <laughs> you'll have to bear with me. The endocrine function. Okay. So endocrine glands, they're, they're located throughout the entire body. Uh, their function is tightly coupled with a central nervous system that, that functions are in to maintain homeostasis. Okay, so it's really, really important that everything is running together. Everything is in homeostasis with each other. Um, and that way it can react to external stimuli. So when I talk about the endocrine system being tightly coupled with the nervous system, if you take my cranial sacral class, you're going to understand, and that'll be coming out this fall, hopefully. But um, you're gonna learn how important our autonomic nervous system is, which includes our parasympathetic nervous system and our um, sympathetic nervous system, because you have the fight and flight, and then you have the rest and digest, and you, everything has to work together. And if any at any given time something gets bumped out of balance, then they're going to have a symptom. You're going to have a major symptom. 
a lot of people today, I think is what a lot of people like to call anxiety. Okay. I will tell you, that I, <laughs> I, I don't have anxiety. Okay. I, I, when people come to me and they say they have anxiety, they, um, they can't really describe it, but I can tell you, I don't have anxiety. I have anger. I have sadness. <laughs> and I was trying to get this PowerPoint working. It took me like four hours to figure out how to do what I'm doing here today. But anyway, and I finally ended up, I was so angry. Well, Sue, you can't throw anything because it'll all break. <laughs> There's nobody to yell at. Okay. I kind of yelled at my husband, but not even like I normally do. I ended up crying. I ended up getting actual tears in my eyes and crying because oh, and then it let out all my frustrations on the inside. I mean, I didn't like boo hoo cry, but I cried and I released that emotion of how deeply I was upset. <laughs> and right after that, I figured it out. <laughs> so it's, it's really interesting how, you know, we have our body goes through all these different things, but when you have a major symptom, it releases that frustration that, that, you know, I guess anger, mine was anger. And it wasn't even, it's not anxiety because it was anger <laughs> and pheromones. You know, we always talk about pheromones, but they also are external stimuli. Okay. So essentially our body's chemical messaging service is, you know, um, we have the hormones, um, which are chemicals that circulate in the bloodstream and are continuously secreted, but the endocrine glands have a natural tendency to over secrete. And so can, Control, our endocrine secretions is a via negative feedback. So it is not dependent upon the amount of hormone present, but upon whether or not the, its intended function is being achieved. One gland produces a hormone which affects the second gland. The gland then produces its own hormone, which in turn influences the first gland secretion. And so we have an increasing effect upon the target cells and the organs. So it's not, like I said, it's not necessarily how much is being secreted, but whether it's actually getting to its target cells and are they receiving the message? So that's, you know, that's the main thing with our endocrine um, function. Because a lot of times if we end up with a nodule on our thyroid and then maybe our thyroid can't do its job the way it's supposed to and everything is going to spiral down <clears throat> out of balance after that. So, um, so yeah, because whenever, you know, we have that overfunction, the feedback system, you know, usually routed via the hypothalamus in the brain, everything, everything couples back to the hypothalamus. It causes the endocrine organ in question to halt its production. So like say, for instance, <clears throat> the thyroid is, he thinks he's, you know, producing, you know, just the right amount, but it's actually maybe a hyper amount. And so then the hypothalamus says, hey, wait a minute, thyroid, you, you've got too much going on here. So then the thyroid just shuts down completely. So you can go in from a hyper hyperthyroid state into a hypothyroid state. So an underfunction where the target cell or organ is not responding to the hormonal messages, then the body produces an increasing amount of that hormone to compensate for the problem. Then the endocrine system is an extremely, um, I'm sorry, whoops, I didn't mean to do that for you. Then the target system, you know, it becomes extremely interdependent. And, you know, then we have a very intricate mess up. <laughs> then you have what we call dysfunction in one gland. And it will certainly result in a disruption elsewhere in the body. You can't have disruption in one endocrine producing organ 
and not have something else be affected, you know, because then it's just a, it's a domino effect. Hormones, our hormones regulate our growth, our development and reproduction. They produce and use and store energy. And so the, our three parts is our, of our endocrine system is the glands, the hormones and the target cells. And they all have to be in perfect working capacity in order for everything to run smoothly. If it doesn't run smoothly, we end up with autoimmune disease or we end up with, you know, um, failed something else. So the liver and the pancreas are two extremely important. They're not really, um, we don't think about them as like uh, a part of our reproductive endocrine system. And so a lot of people just think of the endocrine system only as reproduction, but that's not the case. Uh, our endocrine system is everything. It runs our body. We hope you enjoyed this excerpt from Sue's new course, Homeopathy for Hormonal Health. Sue's full course includes immediate access to over six hours of teaching sessions and a detailed PDF booklet download. Sue is also offering a live Q&A session in December for all course members to attend and ask questions as a bonus. After that Q&A session, two more teaching sessions will be added in 2022, all of which will be included in the course and available to those who purchase it for the lifetime of the course. Purchase the course now for the special introductory pricing for the public through October 15th at homeopathyformommies.com forward slash hormones. Please note that all these sessions are available to members of the Members Corner as part of their membership. Thanks for listening to this episode of Homeopathy for Mommies radio show. Please visit Sue on her website, homeopathyformommies.com, and join us right here at homeopathyformommiesradio.com. Wednesday, noon Eastern. As always, we pray the Lord blesses you with good health, vitality, strength, and wisdom. Where are you, men of courage? From Sherwood Pictures and the Kendrick Brothers comes Courageous Legacy. I want to know what God expects of me. I feel like I started well. I want to finish well. Celebrating 10 years of impact on fathers and families. Now remastered in 4K, including a new ending and bonus scenes. I believe every father should step up and answer the call and say, I will. I will. Courageous Legacy. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now playing 